It's Wednesday. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? It is time for our top 10. This week we are doing our top 10 movie scenes of all time. And uh, I know. Top 10 favorite. Favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely favorites. What's your favorite? Who's our favorite? Our personal favorite. I have a feeling that ours are going to be very close. Um, but I, I might have a few that you're going to go, what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe. You know, and this is a tough one because... There are so many goddamn oh, movies. There are. I had to think of ones that resonate over time that every time I watch them, I get feels from it. Um, and, and also... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just went to my DVR. <laughs> yeah. It, and, and, you know, I know there's going to be some that I've, I'm like, oh, fuck, I should have added that to the list instead of this one. I've already replaced uh, like three or four movies so far, and, and I, I made my list really quickly, you know? Yeah, so did I. So, you know, I, I mean, these are just like pretty much off the top of our heads, you know, ones that we can just think of right off the bat. Right. So, all right. You want to do yours or I'll do me? Do you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do me. You do you, boo. All right. My first, uh, n- number 10. Number 10. Is, um, it is the, the death scene and the funeral for Spock in the Wrath of Khan. Huh. Okay. I, I do have a Wrath of Khan. Do you? Okay. I, I don't love, know if you have the monitor on. I, I, I purposely am not looking at it because I don't. I want you to surprise me. Okay. So, um, I every time I watch it, um, I feel that scene where where he gives his life to save everyone on the ship, yeah. and then Kirk has to give the funeral for him, and then they play Amazing Grace with the bagpipes. Like, a fucking Amazing Grace on bagpipes is amazing. It to gets me. you all the time, every single time, and they played in Body Snatchers as well, right? And every fucking time it gets me, and it reminds me of my uncle as well. So, um, I had that played at his funeral. Um, by the way, because of this movie. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the, the scene every single time hits me. So um, number nine, Sicario. The scene where the um, the whole caravan of, of you know, uh, nationals and, and, and all... Nationals, federales. Yeah, federales, yeah, we go. And all those guys, they go in that caravan, that long take scene pretty much of, of the caravan that goes into Juarez and then comes back out Okay, after grabbing the guy. That's a good scene, too. Holy fuck, man, where it ends on the bridge, you know, and yeah. Emily Blunt's... That's not a scene. That's a, that's a sequence. A scene is usually shorter, but I, yeah, we're not getting into, you know, because I have a couple in there that yeah. are sequences. No. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of tough to, you know, sometimes just narrow it down, but yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, scene is boop. Oh, like I mean, that. that that was a perfect moment in that film. Fucking bodies hanging from the... Yeah, I mean, just the, the music by Johan Johansson, the, 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 the Roger Deakins cinematography, the direction of Danny Villeneuve, everything. I mean, everything clicked in that scene, and then you felt the tension through Emily Blunt's character. Right. It, it's just great. So um, number eight, the chest-bursting scene from Alien. That's a good one. That scene, even though it's not a surprise anymore, because I've seen that movie dozens of times... It's still it's so perfectly shot because it, it even seems like the actors don't even know the shit. Even the happen. one from Spaceballs. Oh <laughs> no, not again! <laughs> Bullshit! Give this man some Pepto Bismol. <laughs> or was it, was it called Indigestion? Check, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that it's it's just a great scene and it, it's been duplicated so many times and no one people don't come close to it. Right. Yeah, it just you can't. It's a great it's, moment. Yeah, the whole the the, the fluttering, the kicking the legs, yeah. everything. No music playing. All you hear is heartbeats and stuff. It fucking just hits you. Yeah. Um, number seven, the well of soul scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. All right. Um, Where are you going with this? It's just it 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 just delves into your childlike sense of fun when you go into that scene where he's he puts the staff of raw in there and then the lights shining and the music's fucking. Slowly building up with it, with the light. It's the map room. Yeah. Oh, well, the map. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. The yeah, Well of Souls is where the ark is at. But yeah, the, yeah. the whole, the whole thing where they're at the camp, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. The digging site. So, 
all of that it just is so fucking awesome it's like i don't even care about the arc itself just them getting to the arc discovering I, where it's at it's amazing i have um every night cuz i play diablo 3 yeah i have i have my phone sitting next to me on charge and yeah. i'll throw on uh, i'll throw on spotify mm-hmm. and on my spot the only thing that i have on spotify is John Williams music, mm-hmm. and it's not John John Williams. It's mostly Star Wars, but it's it's also John Williams music. You know, Rogue One and, and Shadows of the Empire. Because I'm I'm in the midst of a music revolution again. You know, a, a re, resurgence. A, yeah, resurgence, but re evolution. Because uh-huh. you're learning more about it now. Yeah, I'm learning more about music. I, I, it's not I, necessarily I, classical. Yeah. I'm relearning music. I understand. Because uh, it's that's what I'm kind of doing with my my life and my health right now and everything is yeah. I'm I'm paying a different kind of attention to things now and it feels like a new world. So I'm um, um, I'm just I'm um, I'm I'm listening to this because it it helps me. It just helps me. Anyways, yeah. long story short, uh, last night the map room right before I went to bed. Yeah, which is kind of coincidental, weird coincidental. But right before I went to bed. <laughs> the the whole thing and, yeah. and and as you're sitting there and it's it's such an iconic scene yes and you know exactly everything that's happening based on the music that's played yes this is this is the mark of a great composer it's also the mark of a great director where he from the point where he drops the stick and goes into the map room yeah to the point where the the sun rises yes and hits it. And the beam comes out because you hear the music swell, mm-hmm. dun, 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 right? Yep. And then you see the, the 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 laser or whatever you want to call it, and it shoots that beam of light right onto the map. Yeah, you even hear right. the horn starting to build it up too. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. It's it's such a such a great scene. Yeah, it just makes me want to. I just want to stay there forever. Yeah, yeah, that that's what it feels like. Yeah, I want to be in that in that time period, All that right. 1980 time period. All right, um, number six. Okay. The final rap battles from Eight Mile. Okay. The reason why is because every single time I watch this movie, and I've seen it at least 15, 20 times in my life, it is, it is so just to see a character who's beaten down the entire film, and then at the end he finally takes his all of his weaknesses and he flips it on its head and he fucking destroys everybody on that stage. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with just you see finally this confidence that shows in his face, in Eminem's face, when he's ready to destroy the final guy and you know that nothing's going to beat him nothing and and so it ends on this note where also he's also learns learns that he has to distance himself from his friends because they're holding him back and he's got to go on his own fucking journey and it it's just it's a great ending to to the movie and okay. I, I love it i love the ending to a mile it's it's inspiring so um all right, number five. This is the big one because i i was going to do the tyrannosaurus first scene from Jurassic Park and I and then I was just like fuck I and then it's like too late I already made my list I'm not gonna change it now, so instead um, I did um, the keyboard chopsticks dancing scene from Big. Okay. That scene with 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 Tom Hanks and Robert Loggia where they're fucking dancing there Robert Loggia yeah. right it's 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 every, Robert yeah every time I watch it it makes it puts a R, huge as in Robert Loggia <laughs> it puts a huge smile on my face every single time I watch that movie and I oh. Love it. As in, oh my yeah. God, is Robert Loja? Yes, space. <laughs> so, and yeah, it, it's one of those those scenes that makes you love watching movies every single time you watch it. Love it. Um, number four, the intro 
scene at the farmhouse in Inglorious Bastards. Okay, yeah. When Hans Landa and his his, his stooges Hans. are Hans. Hans are, they're in the background. You see this farmer, this French farmer, and he's just working and he and all of a sudden the music starts to change and he looks in the distance and you can see the dread in his face. Just remember Brad Pitt was never in that movie. <laughs> and um and, and then you know, and you you just because the music changes and everything, and you just know that something horrific is going to happen. And this guy, not necessarily horrific, but but the tension is yeah. already built. I mean, well, you're feeling what this guy's feeling, like nothing's uh, shit. Nothing's going to be the same after today, right? You know, and and it just oh fuck, dude, it, it sucks, dude, because the guy is put in an impossible situation. If he doesn't give this family up, because Londa knows he's that that they're there, he already knows. So if this guy doesn't give them give them up, he's fucking dead and his family's dead, right? Because the Germans don't give a fuck about these French people. So anyway, amazing scene. And that was hard to pick because every Tarantino film has something amazing, amazing scene in each film. Right. Every single one. I'll tell you one thing. I, I didn't even enter my mind about Tarantino. No? No. And, and that's weird. And I really thought you'd pick Inglorious Bastards. I really and did. I your love one. there's yeah. No, it's not my favorite. It's I thought Glorious Bastards was your favorite no, 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 Tarantino no, no, no. movie. No, oh, okay. I, I seem to be stuck on either Hateful Eight or really? or, or Django Unchained. Okay. Oh, I in see. in the scene in Hateful Eight where Bruce Dern is sitting in the chair yeah. and he's having that discussion with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's a it's a fucking wonderful. Have scene. you watched the extended ones yet on Netflix yet? No, not yet. Okay, I'm gonna get to that because I, I will. I haven't see even it. watched goddamn Kubo, <laughs> and I feel like an asshole. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. All right. So um, maybe tonight. Yeah. So it was hard to pick out of all the the Tarantino movies, but that one definitely stood out because it was so well done in every regard. Right. Um. All right. The number three. This is a tough one, but it, it gives me the feels every time I watch it. It's the Hulk smash scene from Avengers. Okay. The reason why is because it's this been this buildup of all these years of watching these characters, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're like, Wh- how "Well, which one? Which Hulk smash scene? The there's scene? the one in end. There's the one in Endgame where yeah. he was like, <laughs> yeah, and he pushes a car over. He goes, Arr. That was just an exclamation. That was funny. Yeah, it was. No, in 2012 Avengers, and it was when you got Captain America just turns to him and, and it gets quiet and everything, and all of a sudden he says, "Hulk." smash and and then you see the smile on his face and he just starts destroying mm. shit and i just loved it it just made me feel like a kid punching those big giant penis worms yeah all right um number two all is right. the entire ending of return of the king um that's a big sequence it is it's the final battle it's the fucking and then the seven endings that go along with it because <laughs> it's like it's like peter jackson couldn't say goodbye and i was fine with it because i didn't want to say goodbye either right and I loved it. I loved it all the way till when Samwise closes that door with his family, and then the music, and then the, the, the camera just it, it fades to black slowly, and you got the the flutes playing in the background. It just perfect fucking ending to a, a great ser- my favorite movie series of all time. There you go. So, um, had to do that one, um, and then my number one is got to be, and this is tough because it's two scenes from this movie technically. Um, it's the Matrix. It's the first part is when. Um, Matrix, where Neo saves Trinity from the helicopter mm-hmm. um, when they save Morpheus, and she grabs the chain and she's swinging out, and it's in slow motion, and then the helicopter slams into the side of the building and it explodes, and then you know she looks amazed, Morpheus looks amazed, and then she goes, you know, he's the one. Or Morpheus says he's the one, and it just fucking every single time energizes me. Yeah, you know, I love it. it. Just gives me the chills. 
And then, then the hallway scene at the end of the Matrix when when Neo dies and then he wakes back up and he pretty much yeah he just I know kung fu he he realizes that he is the one now he knows it instead of just thinks he might be instead now he knows and he he fucking yeah and then the, he just sees everyone in matrix code and and then the fucking smith run, runs up to him and he just turns sideways and fucking speed you know blocks everything that he throws at him and and it just it just great great ending to the movie and what if john wick is a prequel to the matrix <laughs> Or what if it's just one of the little uh, little side missions he had? <laughs> so yeah, there's plenty of other honorable mentions, but um, for the, and I know I'm missing something. I know it. I know for a fact I'm missing something that stood out to me big time. But I'm I, I'm not going to go into detail on all of those other films that could could fit in here as well. All right, those are just the ones that I know that stood out instantly in my head. So those are mine. All right. <sighs> Mine. Number 10. Poltergeist. The original Poltergeist, not the fucking remake. <laughs> why, why not? <laughs> the thing in the closet. You know, the one where the, mount, the the head comes out. Yes. And you have the legs. It looks like it's it's just like a big skeleton yeah. weird looking thing. And it and it screams at her. It's just like, almost like a lion roar. Yeah, I guess. It's, it, but it screams at her before being sucked back in yeah. when they're trying to get Carol Ann. Oh, that. Okay, the giant head. That was, that was the beast. That was supposed to be the beast, wasn't it? No, it's the head of the beast. No, it's just a beast. It's it may be, but it's not. I'm talking about the thing that's in the closet. Yeah, it's a gigantic white thing. It's got fur on it. Oh, that one. Okay, and it's got yeah, the big yeah. chicken legs or whatever you want to yeah. call it, the bird legs. Was that before or after the closet became a giant vagina? Uh, I think it was about the same time. Okay, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. So uh, it, yeah, that where the hallway gets me. and the hallway fucking stretches out. I think so. Yeah, that's fucking great. That's a great scene. Um, number nine, Wrath of Khan. So in mm. Wrath of Khan, there's the fight scene between Khan and and the Enterprise. Well, mm-hmm. it's Khan and Kirk, really. But they are floating in this nebula. Yes, across each other. They have no, yeah, they have no like screens practically. They're, yeah, they're everything's yeah. everything's out, and and they're just kind of and, and and Kirk goes manual, mm-hmm. right? And and they're kind of just just floating between each other. Ships passing in the night is what I call it. Yeah. And uh, it's such an it's a tense moment. It's it such a great scene, and they have yet to come close to anything like that in any of the Star Trek movies. Star Trek Two is the apex of all Star Trek movies. By it the is. Way. It is. It is the one that that's the standard, and no one has ever been able to ever live up to it. It is, and that's so weird. After the Star Trek the motion picture was so mediocre, yeah, to have a sequel that that's that's that a fuck amazing. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, number eight is another Spielberg movie, Jaws. Um, when, when Jaws uh, attacks the orca and slams up onto okay. the thing and eats Quint. Yeah, I was yeah I was thinking about doing the Robert Shaw death scene as well because that is a fucking effective scene where he's screaming and yeah. he's like, ah, ah. I mean, just you're like feeling it. You feel yeah. for him. I and there's foreshadowing in the movie because you know he's going to get eaten by the shark because, yeah. you know, you know, 100 sailors go in. Go into the water. <laughs> Thousands of sailors go into the water. I can never think of that scene without thinking of Dana Carvey. In the Master of Disguise, when he's playing Robert Shaw, and he's reenacting that scene, it's so fucking stupid, but it's funny. Uh, um, yeah, I. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. You know, and there's Brent, reasons for it. Brent Smiter, every time he he laughs, he farts. Number seven, <laughs> Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi. It's the scene where it's from the Millennium Falcon's point of view, uh-huh. and and it's basically it's the start of the attack 
on the Death Star, mm-hmm. and you have all these, and I've talked about the scene ad nauseum to Joe and a couple of other people, where you have all these fighters coming in and splitting off as the Millennium Falcon flies through this nest, and it's it's so iconic. They used it in the trailer and everything else, and in fact, they use it as um, as one of the um, the ultimate special effects effect because because of all the multiple layers that are going on with the capital ships, the Death Star, you have you have the moon of Endor, you have Joe knocking the fucking microphone and making a noise, and then you have Joe moving the microphone again, and then you have you have the Millennium Falcon on top of that. <clears throat> because, you know, everything is captured. Uh, number six, Batman, nineteen eighty nine Batman, where he crashes through that stained glass window and the wings are all spread out. You know, to interrupt Joker's little party yes, at the museum that is, or whatever that is a it great, is. Yeah, where does he get these wonderful toys? That's a great fucking scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also where the where the Batwing goes in front of the moon. I fucking love that. scene. I hate that scene. You thought that what, it's you fucking retarded. Think it was exposition. Yeah, it's stupid. It was fun. No, it, that's studio tampering and it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's not fun. I it's fucking bullshit. loved it. Bullshit. Oh, fine for you. It's utter bullshit. But just imagine if you loved it like I did, you wouldn't feel that way. Yeah, but it's bullshit. Wouldn't be so angry about it. No, I'm not angry about it. It's just studio tampering. It's it's it it was it was a useless scene. You really thought that was useless? Fucking stupid. Okay. And they do it in every goddamn Batman movie. Well, they they did it in every Batman movie up until the Christopher Nolan stuff. Well, it was fine. You know, just one time. The first time was the good. You, you don't even do it once. You don't need to. Yeah. It's dumb. Um, number five, <laughs> Jurassic Park. And it's the first time that you see the dinosaur where Sam Neill turns Laura Dern's head. Yes. And you see the fucking, well, you call it Brachiosaur. I think it's a Brontosaurus, but whatever. They always say Brachiosaur, that's why. Gigantic fucking dinosaur loping through, yeah. and then it cuts, and then, this and then the camera. species of Veriform has been extinct since the Cretaceous period. Yes. Shh. <laughs> I got a whole lot of... For you. <laughs> and then it goes over the rise, and you see all the dinosaurs around the lake and everything else. Yes. But they don't focus on any one dinosaur for too long. It's blurry, so it looks um, it looks good. It looks out of focus, so then it looks more realistic. Yeah, like you're looking through um, binoculars. And it's hot like outside, that. too. So, you know, like you got the mirage layer. Um, yeah. Number four. Number four, I, I kind of, I, I didn't know where I was going with this one, but um, the movie Terminator, because there's a lot of scenes in Terminator uh-huh. for when they when they enter, uh, when they fall out of the sky, or when... when when Terminator shows up or anything else like that. Uh-huh. When, but that's the scene that I always go back to is the self surgery scene where he cuts open oh. his arm and works the thing and then cleans out his eye. And <laughs> that, that entire sequence yeah. right there is something mm-hmm. where, even though you can tell it's a fake head, yes, the whole sequence. Is fucking. It's creepy hey, and it's buddy. so well shot. You got a dead cat in there, or what? Yeah, he just completely ignores him. <laughs> yeah, great, no. great scene. It is great. You see the eyeball drop into the fucking into the water, and yeah, yeah as he great. plucks it out. Yeah, and it, it it fits in the like he doesn't one time wince in pain or anything because he's he's a machine. Well, and it, duh. Well, I, what I'm saying is it, it adds to the realism of the scene beca- of the moment because. You know, he's not supposed to feel anything. So while you're wincing, he's not at fucking all. It's great. Number three. Uh, the Falcon flight from Hoth. If you watch Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of fucking Lucas and, and, and Spielberg in this. But if you watch Empire Strikes Back, when Luke is walking towards his X-Wing and you see the Millennium Falcon against the white and the blue, and the white-blue, yeah, and it, and it takes off out of Hoth, 
It looks so goddamn realistic. It looks like they actually shot the a real fucking Millennium Falcon just flying through the atmosphere. <laughs> and then, of course, they take off, and then, then it's a spiral cut, and then you have this enormous fucking in-your-face Star Destroyer with four TIE fighters surrounding it and the Millennium Falcon st- staring straight at you. I mean, they made a poster out of it and everything. Yeah. And then you have the entire asteroid chase scene where it's just looping back and forth, you know, cutting in between the, the actors, you know, from, you know, the, the, the good guys and then cutting in with the bad guys, especially as the, the Falcon cuts down. And then you see the Star Destroyers <clears throat> start to, you know, mm. come at each other. And then, of course, they hit the klaxon alarms. Yeah. And then as you're watching, as the Millennium Falcon is spinning, you see the the star destroyers start to 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 move out of the way. Yeah. So one's moving down and one's moving to the just it's kicking up to the left. You know, starboard and 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 uh, uh, port and starboard side, right? Yeah. So one's going right, one's going left, but you can see them physically moving if you're watching the entire sequence just to get out of each other's way so they don't slam into each other. And of course, then you have the, the chase through the asteroid field, and and that's exciting in in and of itself, but. The re- I mean, most of the stuff that I, I the what I what I picked was was special effects heavy special effects, you know. Um, but that's that's my wheelhouse. That's that's where I yeah. I go with. Yeah. So it's it's uh, because it's in my wheelhouse um, with the Hoth asteroid field. I mean, there's there's so much going on there yeah. with all the elements and the asteroids and the Tie Fighters and Millennium Falcon and this and that and the other thing. That entire sequence. <laughs> that's the sequence that I use anytime I set up a, a sound system or anything. That's the sequence I use to test out the 5.1 yeah. or whoever's sound system. I don't care who it is. Everybody has Empire Strikes Back in their fucking library, or I'll bring it with me yeah. to test it out because that's the one where you can you can sit and you can watch it, and everybody will stop what they're doing to watch it because they're like, what what the fuck's going on here? Like yeah. they're being chased by bad guys. It's just one gigantic car chase. Yeah. And look, one of my honorable mentions would have been Mad Max Fury Road because that that's got some great fucking chase sequences in it as well. Yeah. Uh, number two is the uh, the lightsaber scene. It's the it's bef- the the sequence is before uh, before the revelation, uh-huh. and right after Luke gets sucked out of the window, they're on this platform. Yeah. It's not even a platform. It's it's a it's a fucking uh, what do you call it the 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 things that you when you're working on them oh, oh, oh accessory port or um, like yeah a, the accessory port when you're working on them like a maintenance hat port or um, yeah a maintenance port hatch or yeah it's a hatch dude are you gonna keep doing that everything I say yes how the fuck am I supposed to know it's like a plank okay in in yeah yeah I I, I lost the wording for it's it it's like a weird control panel in the middle of the fucking it's room it's not a control yeah. panel. It's a goddamn plank. It's 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 the shit that they put scaffolding. Speaking of planks, are you gonna get on with it? Yeah, it's a scaffolding. The the scaffolding. But no, it's a fucking porthole with a computer in the middle of it. Maintenance hatch. Fuck off. Anyways. So they're fighting on this the scaffolding or plank or whatever you want to call it. This this long pathway, yeah, and and Luke is just he's just getting the shit beat out of him. And Vader's like toying with him. Yeah, yeah, at this point he's just toying with him, and then he knocks him down and says, "You're beaten." And then Luke gets angry, you know, and and ends up batting away Vader's saber, and they're fighting. 
And then he and then he parries and and responds and hits Vader in the shoulder, but it just bounces harmlessly off of his shoulder. Yeah. And Vader gets pissed. Yeah. You can hear him go. He, he gets so oh, angry. Yeah. And then he cuts through that fucking weather vane, and and the and it's this monstrosity. It's not a monstrosity, but it's three chunks of metal. There's you know in, in Star Wars universe, it's these three chunks of metal. Now, if you in going back into the into the sequences, Luke is is fighting Vader, and Vader's pulling all the shit at him, and he chops at one of them, and he's only able to cut a little bit of it before before everything you know gets at him and he gets thrown out the window. But he's only able to cut little pieces or block little pieces here and there. But when Vader gets angry and swings and cuts those three veins, because just because you have a lightsaber doesn't mean you can cut through anything. It just means that you can damage stuff really good, but to cut through <laughs> chunks of metal, you know, and one because it, you know using a lightsaber is is not just like oh, and then oh I'll, yeah, I've seen someone get their head cut off in real life, and, and I mean on footage, and it, it doesn't just instantly slice through. There's resistance. That, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, I think a pretty fucking gory analogy, but okay, you could use a tree or anything else like that. But you know, I've never seen someone cut a tree in half with one swipe. <laughs> you never seen somebody cut somebody's head off with one swipe. Well, well I, I did. I saw it on. Um, no, you said there's resistance. There, yeah, there is. Like, like when it hits it, it doesn't go. You know, like a like a samurai, it just goes. It hits it and it slows down as it cuts through. <sighs> Could have used a tree as an analogy, but had to use fucking gore. Um, but as he's right, there's there's that resistance when you're cutting through anything, and it's not just resistance; it's your arm strength and everything else. Yeah. So when you're cutting through something, whether it's a tree limb or or anything else like that, you have to work at it. But fucking Vader just slices through these things like it's a, a hot butter through knife, hot butter through knife. Yeah. There hot we go. Knife through butter. <laughs> so that's that's number two. And number one, <laughs> and this is the stuff that um, this. Joe's son is the one that got me on this one, which is because he had sent this message, which was, uh, and this is William, he, he sent the message of, what's your favorite scene ever? And I told him it was the asteroid field, it was that, and that was the first thing that came to my mind. Uh-huh. Really, it kind of is, but it isn't, because <laughs> my favorite scene, really, is that, or it's this. Right after Indiana Jones hightails it out of the desert, <laughs> Not out of the desert. Escapes from the well of souls, gets into a fight, blows up a plane, goes into a tent, and Sala's in the tent. And Sala says, hey, they're loading the ark onto a truck. And Indy goes, what truck? And and Sala points. And Indy's like, I'm going after the truck. Get us, you know, get us some transportation, a ship, a plane, I don't care what. And, and Sala goes, what are you going to do? He goes, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. Yeah. <laughs> He gets on a horse, rides out of the camp, and he's following he's following the caravan, he's following the trucks. And as he's following the trucks, he's on this hill. And that's and and he spurs the horse down the hill as the trucks are driving through on this road. And you hear the John Williams music. Yeah, the music dun, kicks in. Dun 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 da 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 dun. And then as as he goes down, now this is also the writing, the writing in the direction, and this is the failure of modern day movies. The modern day movies, all the Nazis would start firing at them. Yeah. Why? <laughs> They're just randomly firing through a fucking canvas screen, or just randomly firing at the trucks in front of them, or in the trucks at back of them. Yeah. You know, just to just to have action. Well, you don't need action all the time. 
This entire sequence is Indiana Jones jumping onto and fighting in the cab of a truck all these other all these other Nazis, right? Yep. Or or swerving the truck and knocking them off from with palm, using the palm branches or you know hanging from a grill. Yeah, you know, or is he he's hanging from the grill <laughs> as he gets underneath the truck. That that entire sequence, and he's ramming the car in front of them. Although they do fire. They do fire the, the the machine gun, right? Yeah. At him as he ducks and everything else. He gets shot in the arm, so he's injured as he's fighting, and he fights through all of that. Yeah. The That entire, this is a huge sequence, that entire sequence from the point where he gets on a horse, gets in the truck, steals the truck, and hides the truck is one of the best film sequences in a long, long time because it's just not people firing randomly and haphazardly into the crowd. It's not fucking, you know, uh, it's not John Wick, and I'm not, I'm not com- coming down on John Wick because we love John Wick. It's, it's a different type. But what I'm saying is it's not, the, it's not a John Wick-style movie where no. he's just firing, you know, and getting up close and firing and, and this and that. It's, it's, it's a thinking man's fight. Yeah, because, he, you know, because if he engaged an entire group of people at once, he's a fucking dead man. So he's got to be as, you know, one-on-one as possible. Yeah, so he, he's he's got to he's got to think strategically, and that that in and of itself, that whole entire chase fight sequence was done so well that no, and nobody replicates it, and it annoys the crap out of me with these modern day movies, even even with the Avengers and whatnot. It's it's just you it's it's like you have to have this constant barrage of shit to entertain you. Yeah. Instead of as you tell the story, let the story unfold. You know, there are very there's there's few far in between. But I'm talking about if you go watch an action movie in like Godzilla or 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 any of the Marvel movies, because they do that as well. Um or even John Wick. It's just this constant attacking your senses and keeping you so you don't feel bored. Yeah, during the movie, it's made for people with short <laughs> attention spans. And and well, I I don't. It's a two hour movie. I don't think it's made. For, some movies are, but not like Godzilla. Yes, John Wick. No, because there are sequences where he's just running. You know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, in in some cases, Marvel is also accused of the whole. But the if you're going to see a movie, you, you don't have a short attention span. You have to. You're watching the fucking movie. It's two hours of your time. <clears throat> that scene shows everything where you don't have to have all up in your face action, but it's still action. He's driving the truck. Yeah. You think he's safe. And then the guy comes fucking busting in through the window and punches him in the arm yeah. where his arm is hurting. And then Indy grabs him and, you know, bounces him against the fucking, the, you know, bounces him against the uh, dashboard, throws him out the front of the truck. Yep. And then drives off and parks, right? <laughs> and then they go on the ship where everything's just kind of calm for a minute. That those are important parts. Those are important to cinema because it it shows that you can have an action scene. It, all of these scenes that I talked about, even the ones that you talked about, show you that you can have scenes where it's not necessarily action, but scenes where you're not being just fed this amount of insane information where you can actually just take in the movie and experience the movie in and of itself yeah. and understand what they're trying to do, <coughs> what they're trying to convey. And and it's just not all strobe lights and fucking disco dancing. 
Um, I got a couple of honor, honorable mentions. The fight scene in the, with the plane after the Well of Souls escape. Yeah. Uh, where India has, India has to fight the fucking Damn. German. <laughs> that was a great scene. And I got into a discussion about that uh, with my nephew last night after we had seen Godzilla, yeah. you know, in terms of how a good action sequence is. Um, the other scene is the battle, the entire battle of Hoth, starting from <laughs> snow camels <laughs> all the way up through. Um, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. No, that's not a snow camel. That's a tauntaun. Oh, I know. But uh, the X-Wing attack on the Death Star. Uh, if you've seen the original Star Wars, not the special editions, uh, um, when, kid, you, yeah. when you're watching that as a young person, God trench damn. Run. Yeah. Uh, the first time we see Superman fly. With Christopher Reeve. Or even at the end of the movie where he kind of almost waves to the audience. Yeah, and then he flies off. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we saw Godzilla last night. Uh-huh. But the, when you saw Godzilla 2014 and you hear his, you hear him amp up yeah. to blast, to that shoot that nuclear blast at the Mudo, yeah. that scene is so fucking cool because you hear him go, wah, 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 yep. and boom. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good. Yeah. So those are my top ten. Yeah, I think... Uh, like when you brought up Return of the Jedi, mine was was um, when Vader um, tells Luke that he's you know if he can't turn him he'll he'll turn Leia, and then uh, and that just sets Luke right off the fucking over the bend and he just comes at him. See, I I didn't. I love it because the music starts to build up with it and I just yeah. love and you see them and it's dark and you just see the you see the green lightsaber and you see the red lightsaber and they're hitting each other and and I just I love that's my. That was that was my first Star Wars movie in theaters, so I, I love that scene. I, I absolutely love that scene. I I see for me no, it doesn't work for me. No, no, yeah. no. Uh, Father versus son, just right there. It, no, it's just it was. I think that it was terribly shot. Uh-huh. Um, it's it doesn't have the any of the tension from Empire. It and and you know if you will not if you will not be turned, then you know perhaps she will. Uh, it, it, good writing. It was mediocre writing. <laughs> but for the most part, the entire battle for you know, on the th- in the throne room mm-hmm. just felt like they were going through the motions. The whole movie feels like they were going through the motions. Huh. Um, I think they were just kind of burned out from from making the films and stuff like that. But, but that's what it felt like. There is there is just no tension. There's there's no there's no real watch Empire. Oh, well, I I always watch them all together. Man. And, then, and then if I watch, watch them, I watch them together. And then watch Jedi, and then see the difference. And the tension from from get go on Empire mm-hmm. all the way through. I wish Irvin Kershner would have fucking uh, returned. Yeah, yeah. would have would have uh, finished off the trilogy. Yeah, but whatever. What has Richard Marquand done? <laughs> uh, he died. Is that why he didn't do anything else after Jedi? Pretty much. Yeah. Richard Marquand didn't even fucking direct Jedi. It was George Lucas. Richard oh. Marquand was just a was just there to put his name on the on the movie. Like the Toby Hooper of Poltergeist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he was there. I mean, he was he was involved in the movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not I'm not shitting on Richard Marquand, but he he contributed absolute dick to uh, Return of the Jedi in terms of doing pretty much anything. Lucas shot ninety nine percent of that, including second unit and everything else. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, I don't. Know. Maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a follow up <laughs> episode where we'll do a, you know our next. <laughs> Our next top ten <laughs> favorite movie scenes of all time, because I guarantee you, there's some other shit that'll pop up later. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, but these ones are the, definitely the ones that stand out the most. You know, and right now, yeah, and I'm pretty much on the on a lot of the lines with you. I, 
I know you you did multiple scenes from the same movie <laughs> as categories, but I yeah I ended up doing Raiders of the Lost Ark a couple of times. I know that. That's right. 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 You know, it's right. just one of those things where. Uh, no, yeah. I, I uh, uh, st- I'm sorry, Empire. Empire. You know what? I hear here's a, I got like four or five quick <laughs> mentions. Um, the cerebral palsy scene of Wolf of Wall Street. When um when DiCaprio the, all the quaaludes kick in and he's crawling out of the country club yeah that was fucking, fucking amazing scene um, used in his foot to open the door yes everything yeah and then he comes when he tries to attack uh, Jonah Hill and Jonah Hill's all fucked up too because he's on the phone yeah oh, goddamn great sequence um, the show me the money scene from Jerry Maguire I, I know and I took that out because I first that was like one of the first that popped in my head like you know there's so many scenes that are better than but there's something energetic about that scene that pumps that whole movie up I love that scene. Um, but yeah, it's just well, I I go ugh because it's so overplayed. Yeah, you know everybody does it, but I mean, like the the only person that's allowed to overdo it is fucking Tim McDonald from the Forty ers because <laughs> that's based off of everything that that entire sequence, yeah, that entire negotiation, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character, yeah, is based on Tim McDonald negotiating for his salary with the 49ers and he fucking yelled at them to say and said show me the money. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Um uh history of violence. The the whole end of the movie when um when Viggo Mortensen goes to confront his brother to turn himself into his brother played by William Hurt and William Hurt only has 10 minutes of screen time and he was nominated for an Oscar for it because it's an amazing sequence where Viggo Mortensen's able to get the upper hand on all these guys about to kill him and it's a just amazing scene. Um, and it, it just resonates big time. Uh, and uh, <laughs> one more, the um, God damn it, the uh, from South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. The <laughs> the uh, suck my balls, Mr. Garrison. <laughs> it, it, what I did mean, you say? Yeah, it just the, suck my balls, oh, Mr. Garrison. God. The first time I watched that, in Kyle's theaters, mom's a big fat bitch. Yeah, I mean the the whole movie. I mean, well, like, like I'd say. 90% of that movie is just amazingly hilarious. The, the, where fucking Cartman says the, the the bad words all at once to shock everybody yeah. to death. Shuck something, them, something, yeah. something, something Barbara Streisand. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, that 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 is a very, very memorable scene amongst a shitload of memorable scenes. So, yeah. If anything else comes to mind, we'll just I was thinking Silence so. of the Lambs, you know. Oh, just, God. Anything damn. in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, where he t- where he took the, the policeman's face and he hid under the stretcher. Uh, on the the stretcher. scene where she goes into the storage lockup and finds the head in the jar. Yep. yep. You know? Yeah, Moffat. Um, the character's name was Moffat. And then, head, and yeah. Yeah, so I just... So yeah, many. or where the first time she walks down that, that <laughs> hallway and the guy fucking... And then that Flings come at her. Oh, God. He goes, he goes, yeah. Uh, gotcha. I made him swallow his own tongue. Yeah. I mean, and he, then, uh, he served it. <laughs> Migs. The character's name was Migs. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. God, uh, I was I was thinking of some John Houston's like, you know, 16 candles. Yeah. In fact, I used it. I used the line from it last night, and I always use it, which is, the donga need food. <laughs> Dong. <laughs> Dong. Where is Grandpa's car? Where is my automobile? Automobile. <laughs> exactly. Then he starts laughing. God damn. What a big like splash. See, there, there's so many goddamn great scenes, man. Sometimes they could be in shitty movies, but there's still a great scene. Yeah. In, in a shitty movie. Oh, absolutely. So you know, we need to find that next. Find like a sixteen counts. Shitty movies with great scenes. Great scenes from shitty movies. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that'll be that'll be coming up soon on another Wednesday. On another Wednesday. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. Good night. All right.